This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Welcome, friends, to another r slash am I the jerk here video. Would you be the jerk for cashing a check you knew was supposed to bounce? We'll find out, but first, a story from throwaway AITA McNelly. Am I the jerk for lashing out at my brother and sister-in-law for dropping their kids off at my place even after telling them not to? I, 30-year-old female, live with my husband and my pets. Me, Endo, and him with swimmer issues, so no kids, and instead, we help out with my brother and sister-in-law's kids instead, 4-year-old female and 1-year-old female. I'm a freelance web developer, but I work remotely from home, and the timing is very flexible, hence why I'm able to divert more care towards my nieces. My brother and sister-in-law make just about enough to cut even, and can't exactly afford exorbitant childcare costs, and would rather allocate their funds to the kids' medical and school fees. I've been babysitting these children ever since the oldest was born, and now I also handle the care of the younger one. However, recently something really dreadful happened, that is, I lost one of my closest friends, and in a really terrible way too, don't want to divulge much detail. I've been in a really bad place since then, and the whole emotional fatigue has made me not even want to attend to work, which is why I specifically took a two-week leave to rest and come to terms with my emotions. Sadly, my brother feigning sympathy at first said, get some rest, and then did the exact opposite by dropping off my nieces when I specifically told him I need this time for myself. He and sister-in-law then countered saying that looking after my nieces would help me take my mind off things. The thing is, I barely have any energy. Usually when the kids are over, I also take charge of cooking, cleaning up after the younger one. The older niece is now having June holidays, as compared to before when she'd just be at preschool. So now I have to attend to them simultaneously. I have no such energy to look after them like that. As of now, I can barely attend to my own needs. It's also a safety issue. Kids need constant monitoring, especially with my younger niece. Now my brother and sister-in-law are threatening me, saying that if I'm not willing to babysit for the next two weeks... I should refund them monetarily so that they can find childcare because of the short notice. I don't understand. Was I supposed to predict my friend's demise or something? Looks like my only option is to pay them back monetarily for the childcare costs to lay them off my back. My husband thinks it's cruel of them to make me pay, but my brother says I'm being selfish and only thinking everything revolves around my problems. I'm really torn and bummed out from all this. I just need a break. I did lash out on them for calling me selfish and having yet to apologize. Do provide judgment on if they're fair. If so, then I'd be willing to compensate them. Personally, I think this kind of highlights an issue with a lot of places, not necessarily just OP situation taking care of the kids, but when I was going to school and a lot of other people too, teachers always said, it doesn't matter if you're even having a heart attack or whatever, if you don't show up, you're failing this next test. 
Or if you're working a job and you just don't have any paid time off, the constant threat of being reprimanded if you just take one day off out of the blue. Do you guys agree with me when I say that we as people need to continue to give greater consideration for taking some time off for mental health purposes, whether it's you're just overloaded and need a day off here, or something even more tragic like OP situation? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Overall though, I think OP's not the jerk. Our next story is from competitive dingo24. Am I the jerk for showing my missing eye to the new teacher after he told me my bangs are disrespectful? I had an accident when I was a baby and I lost my left eye. I don't have an eye socket, I could put a fake eye in. It's just normal skin and some scars on a big patch of my face. They reconstructed my face with a later surgery this way. The right side and the bottom half of my face is completely normal. I have big side bangs that hide the left side of my face so I don't freak anyone out and I don't get weird looks. I've been going to the same school since I was 5, so the teachers and the kids know about it. We got a new teacher this week. He started by asking us to go around and introduce ourselves. When it got to me, he was rude and asked me, Do your parents know you come to school looking like this? It's extremely disrespectful. Fix your bangs, I want to see your face. So, I obeyed and tucked my bangs behind my ear, showing the left side of my face. He gasped, his face turned red, my classmates laughed, and he told me that I can let my bangs down. Later that day, my head teacher came to me to scold me. She told me I was wrong to shock the new teacher, and I should have just told him about it. Did I do anything wrong? I just obeyed his orders. It's not my fault he ended up not wanting to look at my face. Am I the jerk? I think OP's not the jerk here. I think it was an unfortunate situation and the teacher assumed a bit too much. I just kind of wonder if OP kind of had this in their back pocket for a while. Like I wonder if this is a situation that they're like, the next time somebody tells me to move the hair out of my face, oh I'm gonna let them know. I feel like that kind of thing might be common enough going up through school. I feel like it would be kind of similar to the teachers who always tell you to take your hat off when you're in class. So I don't blame OP, if I was in their shoes, I'd probably want to do the same thing because it probably isn't the first time this happened. This next story is from Housing AITA00. Am I the jerk for refusing to house my wife's daughter after she refused to house mine? My wife and I have been married for 10 years, second marriage for both of us. I have a 19-year-old female from my previous marriage, while she has a 26-year-old female with her late husband. We both agree to not discipline each other's kids, and that we wouldn't be a parental figure for either of them. Last year, my daughter left for college, A senior from her same uni was offering a room cheapish, and she decided to move in. And aside from when she was at class, my daughter was home 100% of the time, and the roommate for some reason was mad at this. She ended up making my daughter feel bad and uncomfortable to the point that she decided to move out earlier than she had to. She asked me for help since I'm the one who lives closer. My ex and I asked my wife if my daughter could come live with us for a month while we got her another place. She said no because for her, my daughter was running from being an adult, that we shouldn't coddle her, that she was acting like a baby and that mommy and daddy shouldn't fix everything. We had to move faster and got her another place. But it put a stain on our relationship and I confessed that I didn't feel that was okay. Now her daughter got married two years ago and recently found out that her husband cheated on her. My wife decided she should come live with us indefinitely and that we should fully support her because she was a stay-at-home mom. I put a stop to this, and I said that we wouldn't do that, or at least I wouldn't. 
and that the max she could stay here was two weeks while she got another place. My wife flipped on me saying that's not my choice since it's our house. And I said that's the same reason it's not her choice either. She was the one who brought up my daughter's needs and said that I was willing to house her and that I was playing favorites. I said I asked for a month, not indefinitely, and that yeah, I thought it wasn't fair she was expecting me to drop everything for her daughter while mine was just acting like a baby. She called me a jerk, said this was totally different, then went to our room and hasn't come out yet. She refused to eat, and I'm wondering if she's right. Honestly, I think OP's not the jerk and I'm wishing them the best for their relationship because if it was me in that situation, I think I would always have a pit in my stomach thinking about that moment where my own wife refused to let my daughter move back in for a short amount of time to get back on their feet. I think what OP's doing here, putting their foot down, is totally fair. The wife is definitely being a hypocrite and I just wish them the best of luck in their relationship. It just sucks to see how they can flip when it's something that means more to them. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from Throwaway Singer. Am I the jerk for refusing to sing at my sister's wedding unless she paid me? I'm 29-year-old female. My sister, 32-year-old female, asked me to sing at her wedding. I told her I would if she paid me because I wasn't going to sing for free in front of some people I didn't know. She agreed to it and told me what song to sing. Wedding day comes, ceremony was done, and we were now at the reception, which was at the hotel they'd be at for their honeymoon. It was almost time for my sister and her husband to have their first dance. She went up to me, asking if I was ready, and I told her she'd have to pay me first before I went up. She looked shocked and asked me why she couldn't pay afterwards. I told her I wanted to get paid now, and if she didn't pay me, then I wouldn't sing at all. She looked hurt, then walked towards her husband and whispered something in his ear, which I assume was about me, considering he looked over at where I was. He left and came back a few minutes later, then handed my sister something. She came up to me and gave me the money. I thanked her and went to get ready to sing for her and her husband. The whole time she was dancing, she looked kind of sad. I didn't know why until her husband just came up to me and told me that they could have paid me after the reception, and she was sad that I couldn't just wait. I told him that I don't work for free, not even for family, and left. Now my parents are calling me a jerk for upsetting my sister on the most important day of her life. Going into this just hearing the title, I thought this was going to be a pretty easy not the jerk situation. But the fact of the matter is OP agreed to it and they didn't make a fuss about getting paid until the very last second, like literally right before they're about to dance. I think OP's a huge jerk for waiting literally until that very moment to bring up the issue of getting paid from their own sister and basically spoiling the cherry on top of their whole wedding. I think OP should feel bad for making it an issue right then. I think considering it's your own sister, it absolutely could have waited until after. Let alone, like I said, why wasn't it negotiated or mentioned ever until that last second? This next story is from the kids 617 Am I the jerk for telling my wife she should have written it, my kid doing summer band, on the calendar? My kid, 17-year-old male, just graduated high school and will be a freshman at Southern California in the fall. He doesn't drive right now but will be getting his license in July. The community we live in is doing a summer band that meets on Tuesdays in June from 7 o'clock to 8.30 p.m. and he joined it. At our church, I've been assigned chair of the associate pastor nominating committee that will meet every Tuesday at 5.30pm from now on, so now my wife is the one that has to drive him to summer band. 
Well, when he first started, I told her before I left for work the day he first started to write it on the calendar in the kitchen while she was nearby so we wouldn't forget. Today, I got home at about 6.50 and noticed she had just had gotten dinner ready. I asked her if she forgot about the summer band, and she said yes. I then asked her if she had written it on the calendar, and she said she had forgotten to do it. I then asked my son if he forgot to, but he said no, and he was waiting to see if she remembered. He said she should have written it down on the calendar, and that he shouldn't have to remind her every Tuesday, and I told her that. She asked me why I couldn't have just taken him today, but I reminded her that I work, and I'm now the chair of the associate pastor nominating committee. Am I the jerk for saying this? I'm gonna say personally I think OP is the jerk here. Whether it's the fact that OP couldn't just be bothered themselves to write it down, or whether it's the fact that they essentially backed up their son's, I'm gonna say dumb concept of waiting to see if somebody else remembers their commitment. I wonder if the son even really wanted to go, because why test it? Why not just say something and go? This next story is from Bok Bok Chickenhead. Am I the jerk for cashing a check that was supposed to bounce? About a month ago, I told my friend how much my husband and I have been struggling after the trucking company he worked for went under. She asked if I'd be willing to babysit her co-worker's two kids. I hate babysitting, but I figured it would be an added benefit for my kids to have their kids to play with. So after talking about it with my husband, I said okay. The arrangement between her co-worker and I was I'd be paid $200 a week for babysitting her son, 31 weeks, and her daughter, 3.5 years. It wasn't much, but with that income, plus what my husband's been bringing in doing Uber and Lyft, it would keep our heads above water. The first week went smooth, she paid me in cash for the whole week up front. The second week, she said she could only pay me half on Monday and the other half on Thursday because she had an unexpected bill come out. We've all been there, so I said okay, and she did end up paying me that Thursday like she said. The third week was when it started going to crap. She said her baby's dad couldn't pay child support that week, so she could only afford to do $50 that week, and she'd pay the rest the following week along with what she'd normally be paying me. I was annoyed but wanted to give her the benefit of the doubt. What pissed me off though was that she brought her kids with literally nothing but her daughter's tablet and formula for the baby. No diapers, no changes of clothes, no snacks, nothing. She said she'd reimburse me for the groceries and diapers if I'd cover them just for that week. I kept asking if she was sure she'd be able to pay us back. She said yes for sure she could pay us back. The next Monday, she wrote me a check for $375. I asked why she couldn't pay in cash, and she said the money was transferred to her account that morning, and she didn't have time to stop at the bank before dropping her kids off. Okay, cool, at least she was paying. I finished the day with the kids and head to my credit union to deposit the check. It bounced. I tried calling and texting her with no answer. My husband was fuming, and I told him I'd get it worked out the next morning when she brings her kids. Except, she didn't bring her kids. I called again and no answer. The next day, the same. And the next. I took that check to the credit union that Tuesday and Wednesday, and both days it bounced again. Still no word from her. Finally, on Thursday, I went in first thing in the morning and tried to cash it. And it worked. That's when she started blowing me up and sending me texts and voicemails that I was a heartless witch and how dare I attack a struggling single mom like that and she was going to mess me up etc. 
Even our mutual friend said I was wrong for doing that and how the mom was going in on her now and it was causing a bunch of drama at work. I feel a little bad for doing that, but we had to rearrange our lives and pay to take care of her kids when we didn't have the money. Am I the jerk? I hate that it's now come between my friend and me, but we really needed that money. I think OP's definitely not the jerk. If I was an OP situation, I would be livid and I would want to be trying to cash that check every single day until hopefully it cleared or the check expired. If it were me, the second I saw she ditched and just went no contact and ignored you and tried to leave you hook, line, and sinker for 400 bucks, yeah, I'd want that cash. If anything, OP deserves it, especially because they got bailed on so hard. This next story is written by Delivery Room AITA. Am I the jerk for picking my mom to be in the delivery room while I give birth and not my husband? I'm currently eight and a half months pregnant with my first child. It's not been an easy pregnancy and I've been on bed rest for the past month. Since we live in the US and our insurance is crap, I had to take a leave of absence from work without pay. My husband's had to take on extra time at work to compensate for my lost income, so he's barely home and when he is, he's exhausted. My mom's been staying with us since I went on bed rest because I need so much help with pretty much everything. She was an ER nurse before she retired and has been a godsend. I know we couldn't have made it work without her help. The hospital I'm giving birth at is still using COVID restrictions for the delivery room. We're only allowed one other person besides me. Because my mom's been with me for the past month, taking me to the doctor, taking care of all my needs, etc., I'm feeling much more comfortable and at ease with her. I decided that I want her to be in the delivery room with me because she's been so much more present for everything than my husband has. I told my husband about my decision over this past weekend and he didn't take it well. He claimed I'm denying him a once in a lifetime experience and I'm putting my mother over him. I told him it has nothing to do with me placing my mom over him and this is solely about my comfort. He tried to argue with me about it, but I told him I don't have the energy to debate him on this and that my decision is final. He's been really sulky ever since and is hardly speaking to me when he's home. He's even been sleeping on the couch, but is using the excuse that it's easier for me to get better sleep if he's not in the bed with me, which I know is BS and he's just mad. He got home late again last night and I confronted him with how he's acting and asked him to sleep in the bed with me. He told me he was exhausted from working another 14 hour shift and he just wants to be left alone. I told him he's acting like a baby about this and he needs to realize that his feelings aren't the most important thing here. He said I'm already denying him a huge life experience and that I don't get to tell him how he freaking feels about it. I told him to grow up and that just because my mom's going to be in the room with me doesn't make him any less of a father or husband and that he'll still get the chance to meet our child as soon as it's allowed. I told him that he hasn't been with me to doctor visits or birth classes and that my mom has. He said it's not his fault that he has to work so much and that someone needs to pay for all the baby's needs. I said that he's being unfair to use work as an excuse because he could easily take time off for the doctor or classes if he really wanted to. He refused to sleep in the bed with me again and I fell asleep crying. I know it would mean a lot to him to be in the delivery room, but he hasn't been to the classes or doctor with me like my mom has. I think OP's the jerk here for just kind of putting their husband to the side and disregarding the work that they are doing. I think I'd feel the same way as the husband. Working 14 hour shifts, trying to do whatever you can to devote as much resources as you can to your wife and your growing baby. 
and then basically being told, sorry, you're not around enough when all you're doing is just trying to work to support them and be there for them as much as you physically can. Seems to me like this guy's getting worked to the bone and then coming home and being told, well, you're never around. It's like, yeah, they're doing their best to support the family. Our next story is from Objectively Correct BA. Am I the jerk for telling my friend that she's essentially a sex worker? I, 21-year-old male, have this one friend, 22-year-old female, who is very attractive and is in a relationship with a slightly older man. The man is very wealthy but not physically attractive at all, like my friend is way out of his league. From what I know about this man, he pays for everything for her. He got her a new car, pays her rent, pays for her clothes, her hair, her everything. At first, I thought she was just in a relationship with a rich dude, but our friend group was talking about her relationship yesterday. She mentioned offhand that she doesn't really find him attractive, and doesn't enjoy hooking up with him, and only does it out of obligation. With this information, it clicked. She's a sugar baby. I said this, others agreed, and she was not happy about this. She said that being a sugar baby is essentially prostitution and that's not what she's doing. I told her that it kinda was. I asked her to look at the facts. She's with him for the money, she doesn't like him, he buys her everything she wants, and hooking up is a obligation. I said she was pretty much doing exactly that. She got even madder. She told me I was being a jerk and I needed to shut my mouth. We argued for a bit before getting broken up. Later, the girls in my friend's group said I was out of line and I shouldn't have said what I said. Am I the jerk? I think OP's not the jerk, although maybe they didn't need to go as far as they felt they did with it because, let's be real, the facts really do speak for themselves. I think really any functioning person can identify that this really is a sugar baby type situation. This next story is from Not Ready AITA. Am I the jerk for telling my husband I'm not ready for his family to meet our new son? My husband, 33-year-old male, and I, 32-year-old female, just welcomed our second child two months ago. We also have a three-year-old daughter. The pregnancy was a lot more difficult for me than my first. I had complications and had to take an early maternity leave from work because my doctor recommended bed rest. Thankfully, everything with the delivery went fine and our son's healthy and happy. In order to help while I was on bed rest, my mom came to stay with us. She came when I was about 8 months pregnant right when I was on bed rest. She also stayed after the birth and just recently moved back home a week or so ago. It was so helpful having her here and I'm forever grateful for it. However, my husband could not have been happier to see her leave. He expressed to me numerous times that he feels my mom is overbearing and that she inserts herself into every situation under the guise of helping. He says he felt marginalized in both his roles as husband and father the entire time she was here. I'll admit that my mom can be very protective and almost overcaring, if that makes sense. She has a strong motherly instinct, and I can kind of see how it would rub my husband the wrong way. I was not in a position to fight either one of them on anything, so I told my husband he's just going to have to deal with it and that it's short term. He was so happy to see her leave, I'm surprised he didn't throw himself a little party. Now that my mom's gone, he wants his parents to come visit. They live far enough away that they would have to fly here. I told my husband that I'm not ready for visitors, and that now that I'm more recovered, I want to spend time with just my family and bond. Instead of being supportive of my needs, he took offense and pretty much threw it in my face that I was okay with my mom being here for three months. 
and now I won't let his family meet their grandchild. He accused me of having double standards and even asked if I hate his parents, which I absolutely do not. I just want some time with my nuclear family before having anyone else come visit. My husband argued that his parents would be getting a hotel anyway, so it's not like they would be staying with us. He just wants them to meet his new son. I told him that I am not forbidding his family from ever meeting our son, but that now is not a good time. He asked when a good time would be, and I told him that I'll tell them when I'm ready for them to come. He told me that he's tired of living his life based completely on my timelines and needs. He said that at some point what he wants should at least matter a little bit instead of me constantly dictating the terms of our life. I told him that when he experiences a difficult pregnancy and birth, then he can dictate things. But until then, my needs matter more than his wants. He's now barely speaking to me. He'll do things I ask and help with whatever I need, but it's like he's on autopilot and sulking because he can't get what he wants. I think the one line here that cemented OP being a jerk for me is OP specifically saying, my needs matter more than his wants. So OP's basically describing what they need, being spending time with their nuclear family alone after having their mom over for three months, and putting that in the need category versus the want category. In my opinion, let's face it, that's a want for OP, not a need. They don't need to be alone just with their husband and kid. They want that. So OP is very clearly to me putting their wants over their husband's wants and just kind of freezing him out. Would you guys agree with me on that? Let me know in the comments. Our next story is from ItchyProfessor2947. Am I the jerk for thinking the ring my boyfriend got me was an engagement ring? My boyfriend, 25-year-old male, and I, 25-year-old female, went out for our six-month anniversary this weekend. And towards the end of the dinner, he said he had a gift for me and handed me a box. It was a gorgeous ring, and I guess the title of this reveals that I confused this gift as a proposal. I teared up and screamed yes repeatedly and other people clapped and cheered. My boyfriend looked confused and kind of awkward the rest of the night, but before I found out this was a mistake, I assumed he was just shocked that I said yes. Fast forward to today, I had him over and asked him when we should start telling friends, family, and other plans, and that's when he finally said, yeah, about that. I'm not sure how to tell you this, but I didn't mean to propose. My mom and I just thought that would be a perfect first gift. I just laughed it off at first and said, Oh, well, that'll make a really funny story for our wedding. And he corrected me that there was no wedding yet. He said this was going too fast and that we shouldn't be getting married for at least another two years. I was really heartbroken and called him a jerk and that it was stupid of him to get me a freaking ring if he wasn't proposing. A necklace or something would have made more sense if he was going to give me jewelry. He called me a jerk for being ungrateful and jumping to conclusions and putting him in this position in the first place. This was our first really big fight and I ended up kicking him out. I called my parents about this today and my dad seems to think that he's the jerk but my mom says I was being a complete idiot because it's not like he got on one knee or actually asked me to marry him. Am I the jerk? I think OP is the jerk here. I think they're very clearly jumping to conclusions. I don't think this is too far gone. I think they can be forgiven because I think in the moment being told it wasn't a proposal, I think they're just kind of mixed up emotionally and in their feelings and they kind of reacted out of that. But at the start of the story, I immediately was like, whoa, six month anniversary and thinking it's a proposal. 
It kind of got me curious thinking like, how long should a relationship go on for before you think it's totally acceptable to propose? Is six months way too fast? Should they wait at least a year, two years? How long do you think you should wait? Let me know what you guys think in the comments. And our final story of the day is from No Kids Please 11. Am I the jerk for saying kids won't be allowed at our new house? I am so confused about this. My husband and I just bought our first house, moving in this weekend. We're currently in a two-bedroom, one-bathroom apartment. We've had this rule since we lived here, and no one's had a problem with it before, so I don't understand why that's changed. I made this rule before Hubs and I started dating because I've had kids destroy my belongings before. An entire shelf of books when I let a friend and her kids stay over while I was out of town. The mom did repay for some of my damaged books, but not all. Another kid thought he was a monkey and climbed my pantry shelf to get to my snacks. So I just decided to ban kids from my place altogether. And this extended to when my hubs and I first moved in together when we were just dating. We both have collectibles anyway and feel we shouldn't have to move our things around to keep kids from reaching them. Like I said, no one had said anything about this being a problem until now. When we announced we had gotten a house, we told our friends we couldn't wait to have our first party. We're planning on a barbecue with a mix of meat and vegan options so everyone can enjoy. One of our friends mentioned that she was excited for us and she knew her son would have a good time running around the yard with our dog. I was confused so I asked her why her son would be there. She asked why he wouldn't be. What the freak? We told her her rule of no kids was still going to be in effect when we moved in. Well, apparently our parent friends thought it was just for our apartment because it's small and there isn't room for kids to run around and play. But now that we have a house that's bigger and has a yard, they thought we would get rid of that rule. When we mentioned our collectibles and stuff we wouldn't want kids to touch, they told us we could just move them to our room when the kids were over and put them back when they left. We said no. We shouldn't have to move our belongings around to cater to other people's kids in our own house. Kids were not allowed, and that's final. We were told we're jerks, and if their kids aren't invited, then they won't come either. We told them we understood, and while we would miss them, this was their decision. They were pissed. If their kids aren't welcome, then neither were they. And we haven't heard from them since. Our friend group's divided. Some believe it's our house, so it's ours, while others think our rule is over the top. So, are we the jerks for not allowing kids in our home? I'm personally the kind of person that enjoys having more fun and the more the merrier as far as bringing pets, bringing kids. Personally, I think bringing them is more fun than not bringing them, even if it means stuff might get touched or kids will be kids. But I do think OP's not the jerk. I do also subscribe to the belief that if it's your house, you say who can be there and who can't. I think it just has to come with knowing that you're going to be off-putting to some people who want to bring their kids with them. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another Am I the Jerk Here story that was crazier than any of the stories in this video, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, click on the one on the right. But with that said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack 
for free shipping and 365-day returns.